0: All right, everybody, welcome to StadiaCast, episode number 149. My name is Lloyd Hannison, and uh, joining me is uh, that little guy beside me with a fancy new camera, Bill. Bill, how the heck you doing this morning?
1: I'm doing okay. What's going on, Lloyd? <laughs> not much, not
0: much. I I got confused with my podcast intros. I was doing the I was doing the Nintendo Pulse uh, out of habit, and I had to uh, I had to do like a 180 and go back to uh, to the Cast stuff.
1: Yeah, that song is still in my head. (laughs) I could play it right now if that would help you.
0: No, 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 that's that's okay. okay. All (laughs) right. Well, everybody, this is StadiaCast. This is our. Uh, podcast all about Google Stadia. We record it on Sundays at 10 a.m. Eastern over at NerdNest.tv. You can support this show in many, many ways. Uh, of course, the best way is just to follow, like, and subscribe when we put up content on this channel. That's the best way. But you can also join. You can become a member, uh, which gets you access to some member perks like um, stuff in the Discord and stuff like that. You can also hit the little uh, super thanks button if you're watching this after the fact. If you're not watching us Live, and then those will pop up and we can talk about them on a future episode of the podcast. All right. I think everything's going okay. I'm going to turn that music off as uh, as it's uh, basing right in my ear. So I'm going to turn that uh, all the way off. And uh, so, yeah, uh, Bill, we we have some a little bit of news uh, this week to go over for about Stadia, but you also have some news about the show. Um, Bill and I have made the decision uh, for that for the foreseeable future, uh, not a, this isn't a permanent thing necessarily, um, but it's been very, very, very difficult over the last little bit to put together an hour long show and hang out with people for the hour on the channel just because news is kind of completely dried up in the Google Stadia space. Um, we're hopeful that once we get into kind of like the E3 uh, time frame, that's when things are going to start exploding again. And then we'll be back uh, to that. But what we've decided to do is um, turn StadiaCast for the next little while into a podcast that comes every two weeks instead of every week. And then we're going to use that um, spare week that we have that we're not doing this live to record on deck. Um, And it just it basically um, helps us out because we just have one window that we have to set aside to record these podcasts. And then we can actually put out. Uh, high quality content for both um, at the same time so hopefully this isn't a long time thing Um, hopefully it's just a short little uh, a little blip Um, but for the next little bit uh, we're going to be doing the show every couple weeks
1: yeah I mean we both talked about the idea of you know we could put out a show Lloyd and I are verbose uh, (laughs) to say the least and we could just sit down and talk every single week whether or not we have anything real to talk about but we didn't want to do that we wanted to talk about stuff when there's actually things that we can talk about so um you know i mean stadia has gone to their bi-weekly schedule of releasing information so we figured it would make sense for us to do that too right yeah. And it's it's one of those things where it's going to be
0: it's probably going to be very fluid. Like we could get um, just a, a massive drop of information on an off week and we're, we're, we'll are we obviously talk about it. Um, but the way things have been going, it definitely seems to be a cadence, even though we might get a, a this week on Stadia or whatever in a week. There might not be enough news in it. It might just be covering things that we already know. And uh, there's nothing worse than when you're trying to. Trying to find something to say that you've said a thousand times already <laughs> and try to try to have it um, fresh and new. Uh, it's it's a really, really tough thing to do. So we're hopeful that this will be um, that this will be something that is just a short term thing. But uh, it'll it'll kind of depend on what the news cycle uh, turns into, because it, it has definitely slowed down uh, for the start of 2022. It has. All right. It's awesome. Well, I think that's it for. Uh, for announcements and news, let's get into uh, what we've been playing uh, because we like to chat about that stuff here on StadiaCast. So, Bill, what have you been playing on your Google Stadia platform these days?
1: Uh, so I played um, a little bit more of Dragon Quest 11s. Um, it's S Dragon Quest, well, whatever. Dragon Quest 11, I've been playing a little bit more of that. It's still awesome. Uh, but this week we had World War Z, uh, and I played a little bit of that. And I have to say that. So first off, I would say that it ran really smooth. Um, the it didn't look so hot, but I was playing in the browser. And every time I play Stadia in the browser, it kind of looks terrible. But when I play <laughs> on like my set top boxes, like a Google TV or my Shield TV Pro, it tends to look better. I was just, I didn't feel like switching my inputs over. So when I sat down to play it, I just played in the browser and it looked, it looked kind of soft. Um, the gameplay itself is pretty cool. Like the, the, I don't like the idea of fast zombies. That scares the hell out of me. Like it really scares the hell out of me. I'm not a fan of fast zombies and there's a lot of fast (laughs) zombies in that game and they pile up just like they did in the movie. I never read the books, um, but it's very satisfying when you have a giant like I don't know what you would call a pile of zombies. But when you've got a giant pile of zombies and you throw a grenade into it uh, and like the, it goes off and the bodies go flying. It's that there's some very satisfying moments in that game. But the, I ran into a couple of issues. First off, I'm playing it on Stadia. And because I'm playing it on Stadia and there's no cross play, I didn't have anybody in my team. I even specifically said, all right, I'm just going to do quick play so that if there's anybody out there, I can join with them on whatever chapter that they happen to be on. Uh, and nobody joined me. Like right. I was all by myself with three bots, which was kind of frustrating. Uh, and then, uh, the game crashed. So I was playing and the game just shut down and I said, whatever, I give up. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, not a great experience. And I don't know who to throw the the blame at, you know, either the, the publisher or Stadia, but it's not a good experience. And that's not the kind of thing that you want when people are trying out your game for the first time.
0: Yeah, I, I I hear you there. I I jumped into World War Z as well. Oh, sorry, World War Z. <laughs> and um, I, I I like what the game is, but like you, um, I tried to play and couldn't find anybody. So I eventually just started an offline game because I didn't want people to. I don't know if people can join partway through, and I was just like, you know what, I just want to get through the the first couple missions and and learn what this game is. So I played. Um, uh, I, I played the tutorial and then I played another mission. I can't remember what it was. Um, and it's, to me, it's, it's a heck of a lot of fun. The thing that, um, I don't want to say ups, it's not an upsetting thing, but the thing that was just kind of like, really, uh, to me was zombies just running through me. It felt like um, you can run through your co-op partners, but it felt like the zombies were running through me as well. They weren't. They were kind of going around me. But I'm kind of like standing there shooting their friends and then a zombie comes and I just see like a side of a head kind of come into camera and then disappear because they're running like right <laughs> past where I'm looking. Um, the, the fast zombie thing, like you said, Bill. That freaks me out as well. Um, but but I also like the fact that they make the the zombie ladders like they did in the movie where they're mm-hmm. trying to climb up an embankment just by climbing on top of each other. And um, I saw that the first time and I was just like taking pot shots at the ones at the bottom and they would tumble down a little bit and then the rest of the people would climb up. And I'm like, like you, I was like, let's see how this works. Throw a grenade right to the base. And it's just like cartwheeling bodies everywhere <laughs> flying yeah. off. And I'm like, that is the coolest thing ever. So. Yeah, I, I, I really dig the game. There's a really amazing core there. Uh, I was a big fan of, um, Left 4 Dead, uh, played that game so much back on the Xbox 360, um, had some friends that were always playing that game and there was something so satisfying about making your way from checkpoint to checkpoint, avoiding bloaters and the fast guys and the screamers and all the other things that, that would get in your way, uh, but working as a team and taking them on, um, Playing through the game with my uh, co-op partners being bots, uh, they, they're they kind of stupid and they just kind of shoot at everybody and and they'll, they'll make noise where you don't really want the noise to be made, uh, which is super annoying at the same time. Um, but actually, I found it OK playing with the bots. Um, of course, I'm not playing any of the like major uh, missions near the end. I, I'm just starting the game. So obviously the game gets harder and harder. But I found it I found it uh, passable, at least uh, playing through it single player uh, where I tried to play other other co-op games, single player. And it's not fun. Even in the tutorial, it's not fun. This at least was super enjoyable for me. Um, again, playing with real people would make this like it would, it would turn it from a oh, this game's OK to OK, this game is amazing. Uh, just because I like the kind of gunplay and uh, the, the zombie chains and all the other stuff that uh, keeps happening.
1: Yeah, you know, you mentioned the bots being dumb. I ran into an I, I ran into an issue where like I'm taking out zombies or whatever and the bots just walk in front of me. And then like I <laughs> shot them because they walked in front of me and they're like, watch where you're shooting. I'm like, watch where you're standing. Don't be stupid. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will say this. You mentioned like the in Left 4 Dead, they had like those special zombies mm-hmm. uh, like the bloaters or whatever you call them. Um, there's one in this one that there was a moment in my gameplay that was really like shocking to me where I was shooting at some zombies or whatever. And another one comes up behind me and he just grabs me and picks me up and slams me into the ground and like slams me into the ground over and over and over again. (laughs) And I was like, Whoa,
0: that was really cool. Was it a big guy Um, in like body armor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um, a big guy in body armor. I think they call him bulls or something, something like that. I, I can't remember what the name of it is, But yeah, they're, I, I fought one of them. And thankfully, I hadn't opened the gate yet so I could shoot him through the gate because mm-hmm. it, he took all my ammo. And I'm like, OK, this would not have been fun if I was on the other side of the gate.
1: Yeah. Uh, it, but, but then there was this other moment where I was up on a platform and I wasn't paying close enough attention um i was probably texting somebody at the same time or something (laughs) and i fell off the platform uh down into the the like the pile of zombies and i I got killed pretty quick but then my teammates get down like the zombies will attack you right up until you're out of health and then you're laying there ready to be eaten Mm mm-hmm and then they just ignore you, and the my my team co- climbs down and resurrects me. And we're just surrounded by zombies, which I, I don't know. Maybe I needed to increase the difficulty or something, but it just seemed I should have been dead. I should have been done for. There shouldn't have been any way to rescue me. Yeah, and the amount of time that you have for bleed out is really really long. And I'm not saying that that's a bad thing, but it would just seemed very odd. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. And I think I think it's a
0: trade off because the fact that um, if you played through the tutorial, you're you're in kind of that um, train, um, like underground train thing. And eventually zombies break through and it's just like this, like it looks like water flowing over the edge because it's all these zombies kind of tumbling over to become a swarm and chase after you. And if every one of those guys was super hard to compete against, um, the game would be impossible. It'd be like the Dark Souls Mm -hmm. of of four player co-op shooters. So they do have to make them easy. But at the same point, if you're just one on one with a zombie, it would be nice if it was just a little bit a little bit. Harder. Uh, Scarier. So, so, yeah. Yeah. Like zombies are scary. Don't get me wrong. Fast zombies are even more scary. And uh, the screamer guy, the guy that has like a, a megaphone grafted to his skin. Those guys are uh, scary when you come around a corner and they they howl at you. Um, but yeah, it's just not uh, it, it's not fun to uh, to kill enemies so quickly when when it's one on one, it would be nice if there was a little bit more challenge there. I, I agree with you there. But yeah, I'm really, really enjoying it. The upgrade system's really interesting. You have different classes that then upgrade and then you have uh, you get XP for every weapon type that you use and you get upgrades for that. So it seems like it, it just rewards um, it rewards play any play uh, but it also rewards specialization like if you really like this one compact smg and this one handgun and that's all you use you're going to be the best guy using that handgun and that compact smg because you've unlocked all these perks for it Uh, meanwhile you run out of ammo and then you pick up a shotgun and your shotgun's level one and all of a sudden you're not (laughs) not stopping anybody so it it's going to be interesting i i want to see how this game kind of um grows uh on stadia as a community um obviously we know that this game doesn't have cross play it was promised to come with cross play it didn't come with crossplay. so hopefully that is something that they're going to be working on um and bringing it to this platform because it definitely definitely needs cross play um but we'll see what happens well it, it looks like it's going to be a viable game on this platform i what i like about it is it's um it's faster, faster paced than like a Rainbow Six. So it's still it's still a competitive or sorry, a cooperative shooter, um, but it's a lot faster than, say, a Rainbow Six. So you have the ability to have longer play sessions without just dying and watching a menu and waiting for your friends to pick you up and put you in a in a thing and send you to base or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I, I like where this game is going, but. Um, but for the community, it 100% needs cross play so that people can jump in and say, I want to get in a quick play. And then they're playing with three other warm bodies and not just the bots that stand around and apparently res you when you're surrounded by 300
1: zombies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, you make me, you know, you mentioned Rainbow Six. This I would prefer Rainbow Six to this any day of the week. Right. Yeah, I get it.
0: I get that. Um, For me, it's I, I loved Left for Dead so much. I'm always trying to recreate the, that game. And nothing's recreated it Uh, nothing, nothing like, uh, what is it back for blood? Eh, It's okay. Uh, but I, I think it's more just the people I played with more so than the game. Uh, the game was awesome at the time, but, um, but, but the people that you play with oftentimes make the games better. So anyway, that's uh, pretty much all, uh, all that I've been playing on stadia as well. Um, I, I finished the Ragnarok, uh, DLC, um, before we recorded or just after we recorded last show. 100%ed that thing. Love that DLC. I hope they do more of that. I, I really love the world of Assassin's Creed Valhalla. So having more big DLC uh, packs come out uh, for that game would be amazing. Um, but yeah, that that's pretty much all that I've been playing. Other than uh, I picked up a copy of uh, LEGO Star Wars on Steam and been playing that on my PC. And that is... It's going to be hard for that not to be my game of the year because I love LEGO games so much. And this is by far... The uh, best Lego game that uh, uh, TT Games has ever put out. So if you're if you're into Star Wars or into Lego games, uh, this is definitely a fantastic title. It is such a miss that this game did not launch on Stadia. I could just imagine the number of copies they would have sold because of people, kids that have Chromebooks and could play this game on their Chromebook or whatever. Uh, It is it is just a a joy to play. And it's yeah, it's it's uh, sad to me that it's not playable on Stadia. Um, but if you have a chance to play it on a different platform, it is definitely worth playing.
1: Yeah, I've been seeing a lot of animated GIFs like uh, I saw one where like Anakin's lightsaber turns red for a second. He's like, hey, what's up here? <laughs> yeah. And then it turns blue and he's like, that's better, that's uh, which is funny.
0: Yeah, they, there's some really great things. There's a. Uh... If you've played um, Lego games before, we're we're not going to talk too much about this because it's not on Studio, But uh, if you've played Lego games before, you find red bricks, which give you like power ups. Um, This game, they're not red bricks. They're uh, you have to find these um, access cards in the various open world levels. And then you can unlock these powers that are essentially what red bricks used to be. And there's one where you can have a porg that will follow you as a pet and it will randomly scream at enemies and freak them out. Um, And that is like one of the funniest things I've ever seen. So there's a lot of uh, high comedy moments in this game. Uh, I I really, really dig Lego games. So it's uh, it's, it's been fun to to go through that one a little bit. All right. Well, I think that's it for what we've been playing, Bill. What do you say we uh, get into the news? Yes. All right. Well, first up, we got a a this week on Stadia. This was posted on the 5th and uh, it basically goes down. Not a lot of new stuff, uh, a lot of things that we already knew. um, But this came out because of World War Z. Um, That that game finally shipped on Stadia. It wasn't available on April 1st. Um, It was available on the 5th as uh, as we knew it was coming the, the, the following week in the first week of April. Um, So this is really great to uh, to play. And uh, it it just went through the thing in the trailer that I loved seeing. So you you see click to play instantly. Um, So they're really getting behind kind of the the features of Google Stadia. And um, and then then there's this one. This is what uh, upset a lot of people is join over 15 million players. Well, I guess technically, if you're playing the same game as someone else, but not with them, <laughs> you are joining them, but not in the way that people had hoped uh, it would happen. Uh, but it was really great to see this game come out. Uh, this, this is a, a game that a lot of people love online. And for people to be able to play it on Google Stadia uh, is, uh, is a really great thing to see
1: yeah i really do i i mean somebody in chat a minute ago said that i guess the the xbox was kind of like a a ghost a ghost town as well like trying to find multiplayer uh matches on xbox which if that's the case i don't know if they say 15 million people are playing are they like <laughs> or or is that 15 million people have tried it like there's a big difference there yep uh and we don't know we don't know what it is definitely um but with this,
0: uh, some another cool thing happened. So uh, a couple of weeks back, Google has been messing around with their game pages a little bit. And so this is if you link to a game, you, you don't link to stadia.google.com slash games slash Uid, you link to the actual game name. And not every game has one of these pages yet. Um, but this is what Google was showing off when they said we want to have our games discoverable um, through Google search and things like that. Um, so they did one for World War Z aftermath. I love the look of this. Um, mm-hmm. this little button here, play for sixty minutes, turns into uh, you own this game. You can play now, uh, or you can play now because you own this game or this game's in your library, whatever the button turns into. but it it tells people immediately what they can do. um, and if it if there's a demo, Play for 60 minutes for free. You just click that button. You sign into a Google account and boom, you're playing on Google Stadia immediately from your web browser, uh, which is really great. Uh, But then uh, they also have this reasons to play on Stadia Pro. It basically says that um, it's it's a twelve dollar a month in Canada, nine ninety nine in the U.S. Uh, You get access to all the pro games while you're a member, play instantly, blah, 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 blah. They're really kind of pushing the fact that it is not a requirement anymore, which is uh, which is great to see. And then they get down into the FAQs. Um, what do I need? How do I play? Blah, 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 blah. This is a really great way to onboard people to your platform. Um, this should have been here a, a long time ago. Um, and it's good to see that it's coming. The fact that in the past, it was hard to see stuff like this unless you logged into a Stadia account. It's like, well, how, how can people learn about Stadia if they're have to be a Stadia member to learn about Stadia. I I love the fact that they're doing stuff like this now where just uh, a general person clicks a link, reads about it. And it's like, what's this play for 60 minutes button. They click it, which I'm not going to do this time. And it will bring up a a little pop-up saying, sign into your Google account. Uh, You sign in, boom, you're playing immediately in your web browser. An amazing way um, to onboard people to your platform, but also for developers to onboard people into their game. Just send out a link Click this, click the button, you're playing, play a game for an hour. If you like it, buy it or join Stadia Pro.
1: Yeah, this really, like, Google cannot be the only one marketing Stadia. Like, they need publishers to market Stadia. And this right here makes it very easy for a publisher who's made a game to say, look, we have a destination that we can send people to. We can tweet this out. We can, you know, post a, a, a funny clip on Instagram that has a link to this, and then people can try our game instantaneously without having to already be aware of all of the things that are because it's kind of confusing. Yep. They can they can find all of that information out by going to this page, and it makes it so much easier for publishers to help Google. Uh, convince people to try this out. I think that this is really fantastic and very important. And like you said, should have happened a long time ago. hundred percent. And the the
0: other thing that I like is this view here looks very similar to how a game looks on every other platform. If you look on Xbox, Mm -hmm. if you look on PlayStation, everybody's kind of settled on this info panel style of information uh, coming across to their to their customers. Google's doing it now. This just looks like another place that is um, the same as all the other places to play They're It's not weird. It's it's not they're not using terminology that is bizarre. It's like we're part of the games industry. You like games. You've looked at games before. Here's the info about the game. Um, it's just a really great way to get this information across. So uh, congrats to Google getting this um, shipped out. And hopefully we can get every single game on the store Having a page like this so that you can start indexing it on Google Search and uh, and maybe somewhere else that we'll we'll get to in in a little bit. But let's get back to uh, this week in Stadia. Um, they're talking about some other things. Your pro titles: Ease uh, Nine, Monstrum Nox, City of Legends, The Curse of Crimson Shadow, and Chicken Police Paint It Red are of course part of it. Um, but we did uh, we did get another interesting thing. Uh, this little. This, this little video here put up by PUBG Labs. Um, this is a game mode that came out for uh, April Fool's Day. Um, it's still available till April 11th. So one a couple more days uh, from if you play today and tomorrow. Um, this is PUBG where on the map, uh, a huge 50 foot chicken spawns. And you can win the game by being the last player and get the chicken dinner that way. Or by being the person that gets the the kill shot on this huge chicken that is there. Ridiculous that this exists. Um, But but this is one of the things that I, I love about um, cloud gaming. Like you didn't have to download a patch for this. You just you jump into the game, you watch a video and you're you're playing this because it's been it's been pushed out uh, like on the server side and you can uh, jump in and do that. So, Bill, do you have any any interest in in hunting down a 50 foot chicken?
1: All right. So I have to say. I hate PUBG. <laughs> um, I played it when it first came to Stadia. It is not my kind of game. I there was there was zero about it that I found appealing. That being said, and because of that, I completely ignored this. I saw it was PUBG, and we've seen PUBG in the This Week in Stadia many times. Right. and I saw it, and I said, "I'm just going to scroll on by because I don't care about that game." Mm-hmm. Uh so. When you brought it up, I was like, OK, Lloyd's going to talk about PUBG for a little bit and I can kind of zone <laughs> out. And then you you mentioned the 50 foot chicken. And I was like, wait, what? Yep. And so I clicked on it. Oh, my God. This mode looks hilarious and awesome. And the gameplay choice that it gives to the player mm-hmm. where, you know, there's this giant chicken. You could see it from wherever. Uh, you know that there's going to be people attracted to that area because they're going to be trying to get that kill shot. Right. You as the player have to make that choice. Am I trying to pick those other players off or am <laughs> I focusing on the chicken? And that completely takes the uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The, the uh, it, it takes the the something And turns it on its head. Yeah. Uh, And I think that that's so cool.
0: Yeah. It's like the the normal kind of gameplay loop um, where you you, you find a place, you loot the place, you scout ahead, find out where enemies are, sneak up on them, kill them, and then go to the next circle. Um, This kind of flips it completely on its head, like you said. And the best part is if you are, if you're actively hunting the chicken, well, people are going to see your, your bullet tracers. So they're going to know where you are. So not only are you giving yourself away, um, but, you're also pointing out that okay there's five people that are shooting this chicken okay maybe i should take them out so that i could be the one that gets uh the chicken dinner or the one that gets the kill shot so really cool mode uh it's only there for another day unfortunately but if you uh if you want uh j- jump in and uh and play and and kill a 50 foot chicken because who doesn't want to kill a 50 foot chicken?
1: Really? Yeah. Boy, the, the, these, the idea of these limited time modes, just to me, it seems goofy. Like I know Lloyd, you're a huge Fortnite fan. Mm -hmm. And, um, I played a lot of Fortnite back when the switch first came out and it first came to switch. And I really did enjoy the time that I spent playing that game. I've never been a fan of building. I know that they recently put out a mode where there was no building. So, and, uh, now it's like it's now a permanent mode. Mm-hmm. This should also be a permanent mode to PUBG. There's there's no reason. There's no, in my opinion, there's no good reason to make this like a limited time thing because there's going to be people like me who would find this to be compelling. Right. And maybe I would play PUBG for this, but without this, I won't play it. Right. And I think it's goofy for them to to not include this as an all the time thing where I could just say, all right, I can do regular PUBG or I can go down to chicken mode, chicken run.
0: The best part about the chicken bill is he has a little bow tie on. Uh, I don't know if you noticed <laughs> in the video. So, yeah, this should be a good mode uh, that is there at all times. Just so you can see a little chicken with a bow tie, 50 foot chicken with uh, probably a, a 10 foot tall or five foot tall bow tie, we'll say. Um, that would that would be great. Yeah, this this is really great. And I, I agree with you. This should be a permanent mode. No building um, being added to Fortnite completely changed the game. It is so much fun uh, playing the no build mode now because you don't have to worry about taking a shot at someone and then they build the the Taj Mahal or the Eiffel Tower before you can even take a second shot uh, because there's the, the power builders that can can build a whole structure before you can even think about it. Uh, it changed the game. This one also changed the game. So having this as a permanent thing would be really, really cool. All right. uh, Also up in uh, this week on Stadia, they're talking about Elder Scrolls ESO is eight years old, which blows me away that it's been out for eight years already. Um, So they're having a um, an event in game where you can get cake and all sorts of unique rewards and things during the anniversary Jubilee event. So uh, I've kicked that habit of ESO, although I did load it up on Stadia recently just to see uh, how it looked uh, playing on Stadia. And uh, I got to tell you, Bill, I kind of wanted to go over to my browser and sign up for ESO plus again because it said, Uh hey, you have no access to your to your um, storage bag. Uh, You need to renew. And I was like should I do that? I'm like, wait, no, I'm just checking this out. I'm not playing this. So it's amazing how quickly you fall back into old habits. Uh, but uh, yeah, ESO Plus is there, uh, including Elder Scrolls Online High Isle uh, that will be coming out. Uh, you'll be able to pre-purchase that chapter soon if you want to play through that stuff. And then, of course, as always, there is a big sale happening on Stadia. This is the Stadia Ultimate Sales, what they call it, which I think they Call a lot of their sales the ultimate sale. Uh, but you can get Disney 2, Mortal Kombat 11, uh, Valky- Valkyria Chronicles 4, and a lot, lot more for up to 75% off. So go check all
1: of those things out. Listen, I know I've said this before. If you haven't picked up Valkyria Chronicles 4, Now's the time. It's a ridiculously fun game. It is. So this is telling everybody out there who's who's sleeping on that one. (laughs) You're missing out and it's 75% off. Definitely.
0: All right. So uh, that's it for this week in stadia. They did leave out one thing. uh, And uh, that is this deliver us. The moon uh, got a pretty much a last second uh, delay. Uh, Wired Productions tweeted out on March 31st saying, sadly, tomorrow's launch of Deliver Us the Moon on Google Stadia has been delayed. We'll update you as soon as a new launch date has been arranged. Thank you for your patience. So sadly, uh, the game that I was so excited for, um, for Stadia Pro, I'm going to have to wait a little bit longer for it. We don't have any news yet when it's actually going to be coming. Uh, We don't know if there's going to be a replacement April Pro title. We don't know anything other than the fact that this is going to take some time to come out. So um, it was good to see that announcement, but it was so weird to see it like with minutes to go (laughs) until the clock ticked over that they come out with this. So there must have been... Must have been something that snuck through um, like bug check or something. And they had to like do a last minute uh, pull the rug out from under this game release. But uh, hopefully we'll get it soon.
1: Yeah, it's it, it, it. Boy, it's like when they're talking about movies and like mm. to these days, like back in the day, they had to be done with the movie and then they printed it to film and then they sent it out. But now that there's like the Internet they can be working on fixing VFX right up until the last minute before the movies are, are like in theaters. Um, and this seems like the kind of thing where they don't have to make any discs. They don't have to ship anything. So they work up until the last minute and then they found some kind of, I'm guessing some kind of huge game, game breaking bug. Mm -hmm. And if they ship it with this huge game breaking bug, then they're going to be in, like hot water. Um, So it's better to delay it. I do think it was, a, don't know, kind of poor form for them not to mention it on this week in stadia, but at the same time, knowing how corporations work and all of the language has to go through 17 channels before it gets to us, the consumer. My guess is that whatever they posted on this week in stadia was, probably approved weeks before and Definitely. you know this was a last minute change so adding that into this week in stadia maybe that's just something that can't happen i don't know yeah i for
0: me i it's it's always weird when stuff like this happens in my brain immediately because i'm i'm an it so my brain automatically goes well how can i figure out what went wrong here and pre- prevent it from happening in the future because that's what i do daily at my job Uh, For me, what they probably what would make the most sense to me is that they had this game running perfectly, but with their developer accounts. And then they switched over, tried a retail account or uh, a a founder's account that doesn't have the hashtag four numbers at the (laughs) end of it. And it didn't work for whatever reason. We had that with another game where if you had a founder's account, you couldn't play it because the game didn't know how to handle your user ID without the numbers at the end of it. So maybe it was just something little like that where it's like oh my god we didn't test this one use case and the game crashes uh, so we gotta we gotta fix that and then get it out there of course that's just a guess on my on my point no developers talk to me or anything like that but it's probably something small like that where it was just like the littlest of thing that wasn't tested and then it turns out being the one thing that uh, had them uh delay the launch so anyway uh as johnny bionic in the chat room says they they promised us the moon, and uh, unfortunately, we're gonna have to wait a little bit longer to get it. So hopefully, we'll find out news about that uh, for next episode of the podcast. All right, Bill. Um, let's get into uh this one. Uh, this this is interesting. Um, so there was a. A tweet thread uh, that went up on the 7th that I didn't see. Um, uh, Someone named uh, Robbie Rob uh, on Twitter was talking about um, games that are badly optimized on Stadia and kind of complaining about a bunch of different games. And one of them that they complained about was... Everspace game um, with the comment, I really don't want to out them because they're seriously nice guys, but there's still no 4k mode for Everspace game on Stadia. The devs promised it. We don't even want it to be native 4k. We just want Stadia to stream at 4k for the bitrate. rate. Uh, nothing, no cancellation, just si- silence. So this is a big threat about complaints about games not performing well. And then the developers for Everspace actually came out and replied to it saying, uh, we invested extra time in further Stadia optimization. Uh, we submitted a 4K60 version months ago. Um, sitting, in, It's sitting in certification limbo, not matching Stadia's high requirements. We honestly don't know if the version will ever go live or not. Uh, for what it's worth, adding a 50% slider does not do the trick. So the developers um, responded right away, which is really interesting. And then people went off on Stadia saying, "How could you do this?" Blah 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 blah. And then it's uh, uh, this is how it actually got into my Twitter feed. Uh, Lee Reed on Twitter um, basically said, "Stadia is baffling at times." Yada yada yada. Uh, but then you had someone from Google, uh, a basil from Google, saying, "Our certification team has phenomenal people, but I'll help look into this." So this just sounds like maybe some missed messaging again similar to uh Terraria where the developer wasn't getting answers back uh about his Google account and then just said fine I'm canceling the game uh you guys never going to play this game on that platform and then messaging happened communication happened and the next thing you know the game is available on the platform hopefully something similar happens to Everspace 2 but this is concerning when you see that developers have something that's been done, but aren't getting the support on the other side. And of course, we only know one side of this conversation. Of course, I'm right. not blaming anybody here, um, but it, it is frustrating to see this. And hopefully this can be worked out um, not in public.
1: Yeah, boy, it, it almost seems like you would think and maybe I'm wrong about this. Maybe this shows my ignorance of how the video game industry would work. But you would think that every publisher would have like there would be people at stadia whose job it is is to communicate with publishers so let's say like we've got a team of five people who are publisher relations specialists or something and person a talks to publishers xyz and uh, publisher b talks to publishers def or whatever Mm -hmm. it seems like and maybe i'm wrong that that would be the best way to do things And it also seems like, and again, maybe I'm wrong, that Google is relying too much on automation to deal with communication between publishers and stuff. And when you rely on automation like that, maybe things fall through the cracks, because this should be a thing where the developer, like they submit their 4K60 thing, and they're like, it's been submitted. We haven't heard back in like a week, pick up the phone and call the person. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they don't have a person to call because Google's trying to rely on like data and um, like automation in order to streamline the process. Mm. That's the only thing that makes sense to me. And if that's the case, then Google needs to make sure that they have that publisher relations team because you look at Nintendo and during the Wii U era and previously they had, they didn't really communicate with publishers all that much. And then when the switch came out, they had, they had like this new publisher relation thing where they were like going out to conferences and getting indie devs and being like, here, come, come talk to us and work with us and get your game on our platform And previous to that, it was like publishers would reach out to Nintendo and Nintendo would ignore them. Mm -hmm. This feels like that. And I don't I'm not trying to say who's at fault, but really, when you are dealing with something like this, you need to have people
0: involved. Yeah. And and Granite uh, in the chat room says exactly what I was going to talk about next. Uh, Later in the tweet thread, they talked about uh they applied for a waiver and i guess didn't get it so um we've heard about that before where you submit your game for lot check and there might be an issue with like okay this cpu is running too uh too high or or this hardware is being utilized too much or this um this thing that you should have in your game isn't there um as a developer you can apply for a waiver saying yes Can I still submit it and still get it on the store without this? And then that has to be approved or whatever. There's a big process to getting games up on any platform. Um, So maybe there's a big waiver that they asked for and Google is just not allowing games with that issue to make their way onto the store because of, uh, I don't know, a multitude of different reasons. We don't know. Hopefully this will come out in the, in the future. The good thing is now it Google, someone at Google knows about it and then they can, they can follow in, in the background, the, the lines communication and figure out what happened. It sucks that this is happening in public and not behind the scenes because it shows that there's maybe some discord uh, happening, not, not the service, but uh, people, (laughs) people having issues with each other or issues with the, with the, the service or the platform. Um, In front of the camera when it should be behind the camera so hopefully this will be sorted out but yeah a lot of the times when people are like i can't believe this game isn't 4k developers are lazy or stadia is dumb because they can't have this game that runs perfectly on my pc my 10 year old pc it's not running perfectly on stadia there's always way more uh behind the story than just it doesn't work stadia sucks or it doesn't work devx sucks it's Usually a combination of a bunch of different issues that get people to that place. So hopefully things like this will start to settle down. Um, And we might see some of that in the near future. I'm going to skip ahead to a story. So I'm going to skip over what we're going to talk about next, Bill. We're going to go to this one. Ubisoft is hiring a specialist tester for Google compliance in Montreal. So Ubisoft Montreal wants to hire someone that is a... Uh, a Google Mm -hmm. specialist tester for Google compliance or sorry, a specialist tester for Google compliance. So these are people that are going to be, um, They're going to be responsible for uh, verify each Stadia technical requirement standard. So these are the things that you have to have to support or your game has to conform to. If not, you have to ask for a waiver. So maybe this is part of the issue. Advise production teams on the Stadia technical requirement standard use. Read, assess and verify return reports from the manufacturer. Uh, effectively, I don't I don't have to read it all out. It's all here on the screen. This is exactly what could have maybe helped uh, Wired Productions with uh, or not Wired Productions um, with uh, with I can't think of the name uh, for Everspace, the company that does Everspace. Maybe it's just Everspace. Uh, maybe maybe that would have helped that company get through it. Or maybe there is a big issue with this. And that's why um, Ubisoft is hiring someone specifically. Either way, uh, this is a really cool job to see being posted not at Google, uh, that Ubisoft is, I don't know, supporting the platform um, in such a way that they want to hire someone specifically to manage kind of the back
1: and forth between developers and Google. Yeah, it seems odd to me. Like, okay, it seems untenable to me, like a a small company can't do this kind of thing. Somebody like Ubisoft obviously can afford to hire somebody that that's their only job. Um, This really seems like something that should be hired by Google to say, hey, we have. Boy, I don't know how to how to phrase this. It just it's great that Ubisoft is doing this but like Everspace probably can't do this kind of no, thing. They right. cannot hire somebody to just do this. They don't have the budget for it. Yeah. Ho- hopefully
0: it'll enough of this type of stuff happening will solidify the teams at Google as well so that um, Ubisoft saying, okay, we do this with every other platform. This is what we want to do for you. We'll have Google say, oh, okay, this is what our our platform partners uh, expect from us. Okay, we're going to beef things up in in this regard. Hopefully, this is a means to an end, uh, which will help every single developer. Um, but I found this really interesting. Uh, and this this was a tweet over by uh, our our good friend, John Scar. So thanks, John, for uh, tweeting that one out. He also applied for the job, by the way. So maybe John will be working at Ubisoft in the near future. Uh, Best of luck. Yeah, good luck. Good luck, John. Um, but yeah, this is really interesting to see that Ubisoft is um, hiring someone specifically to be the go-between uh, between the developer developers and Stadia. That said, Ubisoft has 15 different studios all over the world, so maybe it makes sense to have one person that is the go-between between these 15 studios and Google. Um, but yeah, uh, we'll see. We'll see how it goes.
1: Yeah, and and also um, the. <sighs> You know what? Let's move on because I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Well, let's be uh, today.
0: Let's move on. Maybe maybe you can aggregate all your thoughts together into one uh, one place, Bill, because uh, Google is working on a game aggregator for cloud streaming games. Um, this is over from nine to five Google. And this is interesting. Um, this is kind of different than what Google has been doing before for gaming. But it is very similar to what Google's been doing on the Google TV forever, where you get that nice little bar at the top that says, hey, maybe you would like this. Maybe you'd like this movie. It's over on Netflix or this one that's on Prime Video. Uh, Google is working on a way to do this very um, similarly to what they're doing for movies and TV shows, but for games. Um, So there could be a future, a very near future, where you open up your Chromebook, you open up the Google Games app or whatever it turns into, and it says, hey, Cyberpunk 2077 is available. You can play it here on Google Stadia. You can play it on GeForce Now. You can buy it uh, over here for your Xbox um, or whatever, however this is going to work. This is a, a going to be a great service for the games industry. And it's kind of funny because there was a third party um, that uh, I had seen a bunch of tweets about uh, that they were making their own Windows client that was going to do something very specific or very similar to this, uh, where they would aggregate all the cloud games into one uh, one kind of library that you could just click and play. Uh, Google looks like they're going to be doing it themselves. So I don't know. What do you think of something like this, Bill?
1: I think this is uh, this is a big deal. It's very, very needed. Um, I I, like I just my wife and I have been rewatching Cheers, Uh, like whenever we we catch up on all of the other new shows that we're watching, we're like, all right, we're all caught up. What are we going to watch? We'll throw on an episode of Cheers. And so we've been kind of going through that. And I just Googled Cheers. And over on the right side of my screen, uh, it says, watch now on Hulu, you are subscribed. And so this is the kind of thing. Where when I sit down and I type in Dragon Quest 11S, it's going to say, well, you could you're subscribed to Game Pass so you can play it on your Xbox. You're subscribed to uh, well, you own it on Google State. Yeah, you own it on Google Stadia so you can play it on Google Stadia. Uh, That is very, very important, uh, especially when games come as part of a subscription, because like I subscribe to Stadia Pro and I don't. I don't remember every game that's in stadia pro and somebody might mention a game and I go to Google it and type it in and it's like, Hey, you already have access to this. Click a button right now and play it. It'll take you to that fancy website that we were talking about earlier in the show. Right. That's really, really good. Again, something that should have happened a long time ago, but thank God it's happening now. It's it's really good. Like I want to see what this is going to look like. Obviously it's going to be
0: part of Google search because that's what, the main driver for this, I think was, is they want to have all this stuff show up in Google search. They Google wants everything to live in search makes sense. Um, I am assuming that there's going to be some sort of uh, Chromebook app that will then list all the games that you can play. Um, I want to see if this is going to show up on like the Chromecast of Google TVs as well as another bar. Uh, if you say that you're interested in games, um, this could show up as a bar. Hey, play this now. Hey, this is new on, on Xbox. Uh, do you want to play it now with your uh, with your Game Pass subscription? Love this idea. And it's really great to see Google doing that. Um, and, and like you said, when you Google Cheers, it said, hey, you're subscribed to this. I hope that there's that kind of integration here as well, where you can mm-hmm. link your... Game Pass sub and that I have I have Luna and I have GeForce now and I have Steam and I have this and I have that and all the other things and then it can f- somehow figure all that stuff out in such a way that is completely usable. Um, that's my hope. But uh, this is a great thing for the industry, uh, showing where people can play games, not just on Google Stadia. It's going to be across all the different platforms um, in the biggest search engine in the world. Uh, this is going to be huge for gamers.
1: Yeah. I'd also really, really like to see, and we've, we've talked about this many times before, but if I'm watching a video game being played on, like, if I'm watching a, a, I don't know, an announcement trailer or something on YouTube, have a play this game now, but, or play this game. And I click on that. And in addition to stadia, it also says, well, you can also play it on these platforms and there are links that take you to those platforms. So I watch a video on World War Z or whatever, and it says play now. I can click on that play now button, and I can choose to play it on Stadia or Game Pass or whatever. This is like I understood in the past why they didn't do that for Stadia because boy they could get in some hot water with like anti-competitive stuff or something like that right um but if you do it for everybody kind of like they're doing it here Mm -hmm. then you can't really get in trouble for that you're just making it more convenient for the the end user and as the end user i want things to be as convenient as possible Hundred percent, and it it it
0: just it codifies one of Google's um, main driving uh, phrases about Stadia. It's not one of their marketing slogans, but it's one of the things that they've said multiple times. Your game is just a link, and this this is just solidifying that for every service. Your Your Dragon Quest 11S is just a link, whether you're linking over to Xbox or you're linking over to Stadia or you're linking over to anywhere else. It's going to it's going to convert a lot of people's thinking that, hey, I can just click to play a game Um, without having to advertise Stadia. Click to play, click to play, click to play. They're just going to be like putting it right into Google search and uh, people be able to just start clicking links and playing games. And that'll be the new way that people expect every game to come that they won't want to go buy a a disc in a store put it in their console and play this game they just want to go to google search search for it click play boom they're playing dragon <laughs> quest 11 and uh, having fun with it so uh hopefully this comes out relatively quickly i want to see this uh this is exactly what i've been wanting for a while um and uh yeah congrats on google for uh for coming up with this and hopefully it rolls out very quickly All right, Bill, last but not least, uh, this is a blog post on um, the Paratope um, website. This is the developers for Sky Climbers, a game that we've talked about a bunch on this show, mainly because of the Kickstarter that was primarily funded by eager stadiums to get in and uh, play this game that was a cross between Fortnite and Pokemon. Um, So the developers are putting a... um, an alpha, a beta out, um, but they're only doing it on on Steam. And people are kind of wondering when that is coming to other platforms. So this is a blog post talking about crossplay. And ultimately, they're they're dealing with so many different hardware, um, different hardware setups on Steam that. This has become a bigger uh, process than they even thought that it ever would become. It's taking longer. And because of that, um, the alpha or beta on Google Stadia is delayed. They're going to be focusing right now on Steam until um, uh, until. We've uh, so they, they come here. They say we've already forked a version of our code base that is specific to Linux based um, for, for platforms such as Stadia and Steam Deck. But we're keeping our options open for automatic porting protocols such as Proton for Linux based Steam devices. And then they talk about Google's uh, low change porting toolkit as well. So I I think that this is what we're going to see a lot of. Um, we're, we're in kind of a, a I don't know what. a, a Point of change here on Google, where developers are getting access to new tools. Maybe they don't have access to it yet. They're expecting access in the near future, so that might be pausing some development as they wait for that low change uh, toolkit to come out. Um, but yeah, that's that's the first we're seeing here from a, from a developer talking um, openly about it. What did you What did you think of this blog post, Bill? Do you have any anything to to talk about? I know you're not crazy excited about this game, but I know you want to you want to see the platform or you want to see this game on the platform and people playing it.
1: Yeah, oh, absolutely. Just because I'm not interested in a game doesn't mean that that game that I don't want that game to come to. I I want games to be on every platform, uh, uh, even games that I'm not interested in, because that means that more people get to play video games. And that's what I've that's what I've always uh, been about. Um, As far as this blog post, like there's going to be people who are like, well, you know, why don't you focus on stadia first and then steam later well a there's way more people on steam uh -hmm. it's a lot more wallets you you can reach into and b that you have like they have to do the alpha on steam because they they cannot possibly have in front of them all of these different hardware configurations there's just too many possible hardware configurations out there so they have to put the alpha on steam so that they can get those oddball hardware configurations to try their game and then they can get data on that in order to make their game better and i think that that's that's a good thing and i also did like at the bottom they said since our priority has shifted Uh, primarily on the steam ecosystem for the short term we're offering any stadia player to also redeem a key on steam Mm -hmm. for the alpha and are working with valve to provide the same opportunity to other backers from console platforms so basically they're saying look we we got to bring it to steam because the pc uh the 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 number of people who play games on pc is massive Mm -hmm. and they need more they, they need to be able to reach those players and they said that at the very beginning we want uh, we want to reach the most players so in order to reach the most players they're going to have to do this and uh i think that they're doing everything the right way right uh and they're being transparent which i like 100 yeah there was there was a lot of people
0: that were very upset about this but this isn't really a change from what we were promised that they had always come out and said that we're, they're going to be running the alpha first on PC uh, because they already have it working on PC um, internally. It would make the most sense. And then they're going to be looking into um, moving it to other platforms. Um, But the ability to get an alpha um, also on steam, if you want, instead of just waiting for the stadia alpha is, is a big thing as well. So uh, good luck to Peritope. Hopefully this game uh, can come out um, in, in the near future with all the features and everything that they've wanted. It, to me, uh, Pokemon Cross with Fortnite uh, building makes me very happy, uh, the thought of that game. So I want to play this. And I'm um, also very willing to wait as long as I have to to play this on state on the Stadia platform. Because, um, yeah, that's the place that I'm going to want to play this one. And everybody's commenting about my Starbucks delivery. My daughter uh, just got back from the mall and she brought me a Starbucks. So she's a sweetheart. So that's what it was. People are asking in the chat room what your coffee looks yummy what's happening with your coffee that's what's happening with my coffee
1: <laughs> that was that was delivered to him from uh winterfell <laughs> yes exactly
0: <laughs> awesome bill i think that is about going to do it for another episode of oh, Cast for the news stuff yeah i was gonna say we're gonna get oh, into sorry. crowd we're gonna get to crowd play to end up the show or end off the show uh first up we got a uh, uh uh, P. Cray is a member for 12 months. Uh, thanks, P. Cray, for coming in uh, with your membership. Uh, Ruben, a member for 25 months uh, at the superhero level. Uh, you're, you're the best, Ruben. Uh, what's up, guys? Been two years and a month already. I'm currently on holiday in the Philippines. Amazing how technology can bring you here. Take care, and let's hope for at least 25 more months. Ruben, you are the best. Thank you for uh, dropping in uh, the love from, uh, from you on vacation. In the Philippines, uh, a place where I wanted to visit for quite some time. So hopefully
1: you're enjoying yourself out there. Absolutely. What, what, it's <laughs> Ruben's a super nice guy, and we've played games with him before. What, he was on, uh, we played uh, Rainbow Six Extraction with him on Stadia, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yep. he, he was really good at that game. All Definitely. right. <laughs> All right. Uh next up from EM uh $15 super
0: chat saying great to see you guys going strong uh for these these many months. Looking forward to your bi-weekly Stadia content. Well, thank you for the super chat. And yeah, uh, as we said at the top of the show if you're just tuning into the vod and maybe you missed it, uh, the show is going bi-weekly for the next uh little while until News kind of picks up because it's been kind of a a news drought for the next little bit. So uh, we are doing that. So thank you, EM, for your super chat on that. And uh, Anthony Talcott uh, comes in with a super chat. Happy Sunday. Super busy. What's the most game breaking bug you've personally suffered with? Bill, can you think of a game breaking bug that uh, that you've that you've run into I'm trying to think of the name of the game that I know I've had multiple game breaking bugs, but I I can't think of the name of the game. I know I've played many games where doors just wouldn't open because the trigger to open them just wouldn't trigger. And I've had to like restart like 12 hours of gameplay uh, because I was stupid and didn't make more than one save game or whatever. But I, I can't think off the top of my head what game that was.
1: Yeah, I don't know if I've run into personally game breaking bugs first off. Uh, I always do multiple saves so like I will I will have like f- three saves that I rotate through if a game allows that. so I'll go one two three one two three one over and over and over and over again uh, and if I do run into a bug, then I can can fix that. Mm-hmm. I also uh, if you've guys watched the the content for any length of time, you know I have I have like the worst attention span when it comes to video games so I play, the beginning of a lot of games, I play. The middle of a lot fewer games, and I play the end of a very, very small number of games. So most of the time, I don't run into those game-breaking bugs, which is uh, lucky for me, I guess, just because I don't have a super long attention span. Right. Um, but I, I guess not necessarily a game-breaking bug, but when my Xbox three hundred and sixty died. Uh, I had the Red Ring of Death. Oof. I couldn't finish uh, Mass Effect 3. I couldn't finish uh, a, a bunch of games that I was in the middle of playing. And I never went back to those games. Like, those games, I I, I got to a certain point. My Xbox died, and I said, that's it. I'm done. Um, incidentally, my, my wife and my son and I used to play, you know, speaking of LEGO games, we were playing LEGO um what's the name of uh, Lord of the Rings Lego Lord of the Rings and we were like at 90% and uh the save got deleted Ooh. and um, my wife and I sat down and when when our son was sleeping, replayed, to try and get caught back up to that point. He was, I don't know, like five at the time or something. So it was a long time ago. Uh, we even tried, you know, like community member Braved. Uh, we even, I even tried going over to his house and getting his save off of his system, bringing it back to my house and putting it on there would not let me. Oh. Um, but I guess that's the kind of thing is like hardware failure. Uh, has been like the biggest game-breaking bugs for me. Uh, did you sucks. remember what game you were thinking of?
0: Uh, no, but I thought of a different one that is even worse. Um, I was playing one of the Metro games on uh, Xbox. Um, <sighs> I, I can't remember if it was the first one or the second one. I think it was the first one. And there's this one point where you go up, uh, you come out of the tunnels and you have to put on your gas mask because there's radio radioactive fallout everywhere. And you're, you're running your way through. And you go to this like kind of circular area and... And you get attacked by this big flying beast thing that can hit you with like this shrill voice that knocks you back. Well, for some reason, I got hit by this thing and it knocked me back. But instead of just kind of going ooh, like you normally did in the game, I flew backwards and I went through (laughs) a wall and I was I was outside of the place uh, where you can actually play the game. So I'm I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, I can't move forward. I can't move left. I can't move right. I can't move back. I can't duck. Like what's happening here? Enemies aren't seeing me. I can shoot them. This is weird. So I was like, okay, stupid bug, whatever. Reload my save game. It did an auto save right when I landed there. So that was my save game for the rest. And it would load me out of the level, which I've never seen a game do. Normally a a game would say, okay, well, you're out of bounds. We're going to put you back into a, a place where you can spawn in normally yeah, that didn't happen. So I got 8 hours into that game or whatever and I couldn't continue because I got blasted out of the game through a wall out in a place where I couldn't move and my save game got corrupted because of an autosave.
1: Ouch. Yeah, that sucks. Why is it not a thing where autosaves, why don't they have a tick-tock autosave feature in every game so that when 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 it does auto-save one and then auto-save two and then back to auto-save one so that if that kind of thing happens... You're not screwed. You can just say, oh, I'm going to go to the the other auto save. Like that would just make so much more sense. Skyrim's done that forever.
0: And you'd expect all every game to kind of copy that. Um, but yeah, that that never that never happened uh, because of that. That was super frustrating. I think it was the first time that I wanted to like. Well, not the first time, uh, but one of the first times in recent memory that I wanted to like throw a controller through a wall. I was so, <laughs> so angry that this was a thing that happened because I didn't want to replay the first eight hours or six hours of the game again. It was just like, OK, I'm done. I'm not touching this one again. And there it is. All right, Uh, Anthony, thank you for your super chat. And hopefully, uh, hopefully that answered your question. Uh, Everybody that's listening uh, on, on the VOD or live uh, post comment. What, what is your uh, most game breaking bug that has ever broken, uh, broken bad on your console or games? Uh, Let us know uh, in the comments below bill. This is now the end of the show. Thank you for uh, joining us, everybody. Um, Make sure I got my music ready. I'm still new to this hosting thing. So I got to make sure I'm clicking around in the right way. And I will lean back and put my hands up. All right, Bill, why don't you say (laughs) goodbye to the people? I'm going to give you some work.
1: All right, fine. (laughs) Goodbye, everybody. I hope that you have an awesome day and uh, we will see you in a couple weeks. All right. Take it easy, everybody. We'll see you in two.